Just hit the east side of the LBC On a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak All of you search know what's up with 213 CKNW Weekend with Shane Foxman continues On News Talk 980 CKNW Now in HD Discover the difference at CKNW.com Welcome back Oh, I'll tell you what, Amila Bamji making her presence felt on the show so, uh, look, I'll tell you what, U.S. Marshal Mike Givens has his uh, work cut out for him when he uh, shows up a little later. Uh, welcome back to the show, everyone. Shane Fox and with you. It is our new time slot, 12 to 3 Sunday afternoons. Uh, as promised before the break, we're going to turn our attention to a story that caught a lot of folks off guard uh, this week. The discovery of a knife that was found a dozen years ago on O.J. Simpson's property. Uh, joining us to talk more about uh, what happened and what does it all mean, if anything, uh, Los Angeles lawyer and legal commentator uh, Mari Fagel joins us uh, on the line. Mari, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, let me ask you this. Were you su- when, when this news broke, uh, were you surprised? Were you taken back by it? I thought we had heard the last of this. I was definitely surprised, but what I've learned with the O.J. Simpson case is that Nothing should surprise you at this point. Life is stranger than fiction, especially when it comes to this case. No, you're absolutely right. And this one really seems bizarre. So I've heard a couple of different stories. Tell us tell us how this played out. How did we find the knife in the first place? So basically what broke on Friday was that when O.J. Simpson's house was demolished in 1998, a construction worker was on site and found this knife buried and handed it over to a traffic cop who happened to be across the street patrolling um, a movie site in the Rockingham neighborhood in Brentwood where the murders had taken place. And the construction worker handed the knife over to this cop, and this cop held on to it all of this time. Now, there's conflicting stories as to why the cop did not turn over the knife until just recently. Uh, There's been stories that, you know, he just retired, and so he was going to have it framed and engraved with a case number and asked... See, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. How can that guy be a police officer? It's completely crazy, but the cop himself, according to the LAPD, he said that when he found the knife, or when he was given the knife, he actually called over to the Robbery Homicide Division, and he was told that the case was closed. And so that's why he held on to the knife. So I'm not sure if that call really took place and if the supervisor ever really told him that it was okay for him to hold on to the knife this whole time or if he's just trying to save face and he just assumed that the case was closed. So he held on to it all this time. Mind-boggling. Mari Fagel joining us on the line, Los Angeles lawyer and legal commentator. So... What can be made? So now, okay, so he, he, the police end up getting their hands on it from this officer. What, what can be made of this all, you know, all these years later? I mean, the knife, they're, they're testing it, of course, right now for blood, for DNA. But, I mean, it's a 20-something-year-old knife, and it's rusted. They're taking it through all sort of, sorts of tests, and we'll see what it what it says, but it may be of no real consequence, because if, for some reason, it shows, you know, the blood of O.J. Simpson and also the blood of Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown, or it, you know, if it shows some sort of mixture pointing to O.J. and these victims, 
OJ can never be tried again for murder. So it doesn't really matter in the end. What could be interesting is if for some reason it had the blood of Nicole and Ron Goldman and someone else, some third person, and maybe it points to another suspect. But that's also very unlikely because why is it in Simpson's backyard? Is someone framing him? Is this a hoax? Did he or one of his team members pay off this cop to hold on to it all these years? There's still a lot of questions. So there must be a lot of there must have been a lot of embarrassment, I would imagine, from the police department on Friday. I mean, this case has been embarrassing for the LAPD from the beginning. The reason the case was lost was basically because the LAPD botched the investigation so badly that it handed the defense over to O.J. Simpson's dream team on a silver platter, essentially. And again, it's just another embarrassment for the LAPD. Why would this cop hold on to this knife all of these years? Well, when you know, when you, I, I still think about the trial, and I remember, uh, you know, as you said, the dream team and all the experts, uh, Barry Schacht and everyone talking about how did they handle the blood evidence? Where did it go? Here's evidence that never even made it in. It's just, uh, it's, it just seems to prove the case even more that the police department has a number of issues. Yes, it does prove the case even more that their police department completely botched this investigation. But another way to look at it is, you know, O.J. Simpson's defense was that the LAPD was trying to frame him for this murder all along. And if they were truly trying to frame him, then why would they hold on to the murder weapon? So that's another way to look at it. Yeah, you'd think they would have found it at some point if they planted it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we're talking with uh, Mari Fagel, Los Angeles uh, lawyer and legal commentator. We're going to take just a, a quick break. Mari, if we could ask you to hang on for just a second, uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, as we said, Mari Fagel, uh, Los Angeles lawyer and legal commentator. The news breaking on Friday about the discovery of a knife on O.J. Simpson's property a dozen years ago. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Uh, you're listening to CKNW. CKNW Weekend with Shane Foxman continues on News Talk 980 CKNW. Now in HD. Discover the difference at CKNW.com. We are back, Shane Fox, and with you it is a Sunday afternoon, uh, a little bit of cloud, a little bit of sunshine. Uh, we heard them talking about maybe thunder showers in the forecast. We'll keep an eye uh, on the weather for you. Meantime, we continue our conversation about the discovery of the knife on OJ's uh, former property uh, a dozen years ago. We're talking with Mari Fagel, a Los Angeles lawyer and a legal commentator. Uh, Mari, the amount of attention this discovery got on Friday was absolutely crazy. I, as you mentioned off the top, I guess anything connected to this case at all uh, gets an unbelievable amount of attention, whether it's warranted or not. Yes, and to me, you know, the biggest coincidence of all is that this news breaks just as the case is back in the headlines with the new FX show, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, and everyone, all viewing audiences, are reliving this case through this show, and now news breaks of the missing murder weapon. Uh, there could be a conspiracy thought in there for sure. For, for the conspiracy theorists, there'd be something there, I, I imagine, for sure. Um, what is, is there any way, first off, that the officer that found the knife, is there any, or not found the knife, that was given the knife, is there any chance he faces charges? He could face charges for willfully concealing evidence. Basically, as a cop, he has a duty. Anyone 
anyone off the street could have a duty to hand over evidence if they believe or know it was involved in a crime, if it was an instrumentality of a crime. A cop has that duty automatically. Second of all, other than duty, you have to prove that he had the intent to conceal for the crime, though. So that means that he intended to conceal this, and that's why he did that. The problem here is this cop is claiming that he thought that the investigation was closed and that the case was closed because O.J. Simpson was found not guilty. But just because O.J. Simpson was found not guilty does not mean the case is closed because the, pe- the person or people who killed Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson could still be out there. So it's still an open investigation. So, you know, he could face charges, and I think that's something that the district attorneys are looking into right now, um, but they would only press charges if they felt comfortable that they could prove the intent element of the crime. Now, you mentioned earlier, just uh, even if even if the knife had blood on it and it turned out that this was the knife, uh, there is a thing called double jeopardy, and O.J. Simpson had already been tried for this crime, uh, so it doesn't count here. But would this hurt him when if he ever gets an opportunity, I imagine, for parole in Nevada? Uh, that's a separate case, so it, it you know, it won't be involved. I don't think he is going to be paroled anytime soon. I think in the Nevada case, the judge really threw the book at him. Is that really um, because he was acquitted in Los Angeles? Yes, I think that has a large part to do with it. Uh, so it could. It doesn't really have a consequence, though, in the Nevada crime. And as I said, with double jeopardy, he cannot be tried again for the same crime. But he can be tried for a different crime relating out of the same case. So if, for instance... You know, evidence came out that he buried this knife, and when this knife was found, he paid off the cop to keep quiet and to hold on to it. Then he could be charged with that crime, uh, but he cannot ever be charged with murder or any of the lesser-included offenses of murder, such as manslaughter or anything like that, ever again. There is one other way he could be charged with a crime, is that under federal law, can be charged. He had a state case. It was the People versus O.J. Simpson. It was the state of California that was prosecuting him. He could be charged with a federal crime if it was a federal question, like if he violated the civil rights of O.J. of uh, excuse me, Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson. That was something we saw with the Rodney King case. The cops were acquitted in the state case, and then there was federal charges brought against them. But I think that's also very unlikely. Uh, just a few more minutes with uh, Mari Fagel, Los Angeles lawyer and legal commentator. Let me ask you just about the case in Nevada, just from a legal point of view, as someone who, again, practices law. Does that make you uncomfortable in the sense that he was, O.J. Simpson's sentencing in Nevada really seemed to be, uh, you know, now we got you, uh, and even though you got off in Los Angeles, we're still making you pay the price. That's kind of should make people uncomfortable, shouldn't it? Yes, because your punishment should fit your crime, and here it can be argued that the punishment does not fit the crime that he committed in Nevada. But judges are people. They base sometimes off their own human experience, and I think that um, he had it coming to him. I'm not saying that's fair, but I think that's yeah, no, and I, that's what I mean. That's why I don't think there was any sort of... Ba- no one ever talked about it like there was a backlash against that. But it, it just seems, uh, again, if you if you take away the emotion out of the story, it doesn't seem, well, it doesn't seem fair or, or you know, legal, as a matter of fact. But, um, so, yeah, but yeah? There are checks in place. There are There is the appellate system for that very reason. 
to, you know, review errors made and to see if it was the right punishment. So he has those opportunities at hand to work it way, work its way up through the appellate system, and everyone's agreed that this is right so far. Yeah, no, fair enough. So uh, before we let you go, where where does it go from here? Do we just await the uh, results from the from the uh, tests on the knife? Is that is that where we're at? Exactly. We await the results. We see if that cop could be charged with a crime, and we see what that knife reveals, if anything at all. Uh, Mari, listen, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. It was a crazy day on Friday when we, you know, I'm watching, you know, them talk about Trump and everything else with the election and all of a sudden breaking news. And I think, what could they be breaking away from? And then when you see it's OJ Simpson, you just go, come on. It was, it, it really seems surreal. It was definitely a surreal day in a completely surreal case. Uh, thanks so much, Mari. Have a great, uh, rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, Mari Fagel, Los Angeles lawyer and uh, legal commentator. Uh, just a, a crazy, crazy uh, couple of uh, days as far as uh, the discovery of a knife on O.J. Simpson's property. But the fact that it was discovered 12 years ago and that a construction worker gives it to an off-duty policeman who's working uh, security for a movie that's being shot in the neighborhood or a TV show, and the guy just keeps it. He just keeps it. And he tells from what from what the stories I've heard in the reports was he told another police officer because now he's retired that he was thinking of having it framed and hanging on his uh, mantle. Bizarre to say the least. I, you have to believe he's got to be charged with something, uh, even if it's just a, a misdemeanor. You can't be keeping evidence, really. You don't think that anything from the O.J. Simpson uh, property, anything discovered on that property, shouldn't be handed over to the police. Well, that's a knife. I don't know if it really plays that big of a role. Hmm. Should I hand it in? Should I keep it? Should I keep it? It wasn't a can opener. It was a knife. They were stabbed to death. Like, I, I just can't get my head around how the policeman thought it was okay to keep it. Uh, let's take a, a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll set up uh, hour number two. I'm Shane Foxman. You're listening to CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. I love myself. Yeah.